It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined this week by my co-hosts Warren Khan, Austin Pinto and special guest from Live Accessible, Kerry Morales. We're recording on Saturday the 15th of May 2021. On this week, Austin will bring us up to speed with what's been happening in the announcement section. We're moving Android basics on a little bit, and we're going to start to talk about the must-have apps that you should have on your phone. And that this is going to be a long-running feature, so Warren is going to take us through the categories of apps that we're going to be looking at in the coming weeks. In the In Focus section this week, I'm going to be giving you a demonstration of an app that's been the talk of social media for the last year and has finally made it to Android, and that is Clubhouse. In our App of the Week section, we're going to return to web views, and Warren's going to talk to us about how to manage uh, web views on your phone. Then we have episode four in our series on the commentary screen reader from Marion Mosen. And Kerry is going to be giving us the My Android Journey section this week. How are we all, folks? Good evening from London. Hello there, everybody. Warren Carr here on the other side of the pond, hiding my knucklehead somewhere here in the state of Washington. Austin Binto in India. There are cyclones coming here from all directions. We are having winds of like up to 160 to 180 kilometers and a lot of rains forecasted in the next two, three days. So the weather is going to be nice, but a lot of damage. So that is one sad thing. Just let us know that your house is still standing after all of these, uh, Austin. That's frightening. Yeah, it'll stand. Yeah, it's coming from all directions. <laughs> it's like two, three cyclones at one at one time. So. Wow. Wow. Kerry, welcome. You hosted us last week. How are you? Hi, everyone. Hi, Ed. Hi, Warren. Hi, Austin. Thank you so much for inviting me on here. Yes, last week you guys were on my channel on a live stream talking all about Android and about how blind people do use Android and why we choose to use Android. So it's such a pleasure to be here and I'm very excited for this podcast. Thanks for joining. We all had fun last week, didn't we, guys? Yeah, we sure did have fun. I think that good was show. the coolest live stream we had. That was so nice. It was really good. So then, Austin, what's been happening? This week, there are lots of big announcements happening. First announcement is that we are just maybe 40 plays short of 7,000 plays in less than five months. So that is a big achievement. The next announcement is you you have another way of now getting in touch with us that is on Clubhouse. So you can join blind Android users on Clubhouse. The second big announcement is that some days back, I had posted Clubhouse demo on YouTube. Now we are adding the same demo to the podcast because some of you listen to it on podcasting apps, on our website and other ways. And if you have seen the Clubhouse demo before, it is the same thing. But if you have not seen, then you can stay tuned and enjoy the nice demo brought to us by Edward. That is it from the announcements. 
And just to mark your calendars this week, I think, if I'm not mistaken, hopefully uh, Warren or someone will be able to confirm, I think this week is Google I.O., is it? Ah, Google I.O., I think that's Tuesday, isn't it? The 18th. And uh, we probably have a special coverage of that, maybe on Wednesday if we're able to. I am not making promises, but if we do have Android 12 public beta come up, then we definitely are going to be talking about that and how to go about enrolling for that beta, which is OTA. And there's no manual flashing or things like that. I hope Google keeps to that schedule, and I'm strongly believing that that would be the case. So uh, if that happens, we probably have a special 10-minute or whatever episode segment either on that Tuesday or on Wednesday, one of those two. And I think for you lucky boys and girls, I might post some links about how to register for some things. It's all virtual, so you can sign up, although I, th I think places do book out. One of the sessions, I don't read these mail shots particularly assiduously, but one of them talked about virtual swag. I've no idea what virtual swag might be. I'm th hoping it's chunky google play coupons or something but uh, i'll try and stick it i'll try and stick a link in the show notes to uh, something where there might be some swag available uh, if all the places haven't gone moving on then and the android basics section uh, over the past few weeks has been uh, covering various aspects to do with uh, really uh, setting up your phone and, and getting it up and running the way you want it so we've looked at the play store we've looked at launchers settings notifications file managers few other things as well uh, now we're going to turn our minds and this is partly by popular request to uh, different apps that we think uh, you should have on your phone particularly as blind people the idea is we'll look at different categories over uh, future weeks and we'll do a deep dive into that category on a given week and we'll talk about the different apps that you might want to try out in that category Warren, do you want to take us through what we're thinking a schedule might look like? Definitely, Ed. When we talk about phones, of course, we're talking about those of us who are blind, and that's what this podcast is all about. And so what happens is that when you have a phone as a blind person, there are certain apps that you need to have on your phone to make that experience a better experience. And these are the ones that we think, or these are the categories that we think would make the most meaning for a blind person. And among those categories, these are the ones that we thought make the most sense. We have OCR packages, we have ebook readers, we have audiobook players, we have TTS engines, navigational apps, shopping apps, shipping and tracking apps, podcast apps or podcast players, we have the low vision category. We have music players, we have streaming apps, we have color detection, news readers, currency recognizers, braille-related apps, assistant apps, email clients, social networks, for those of you who are the social butterflies out there, traveling and lodging apps, and we have text editors. These are some of the categories that we will be talking about in the next several months. We'll take each of these categories and talk about the must-have apps in those categories. And also, we will be glad to have you guys suggest some apps that you think would fall into these categories as we 
talk about these different categories in our upcoming episodes for the next several months. Those are the ones that I think we should be talking about, guys. Now, if you guys have any other ones that you think or a category that you think would go in here, then we will add that as we go along. You guys make your comments about these things and we'll move on. I think we can add a health category also, like Google Fit apps. That should be category number 21 because there are a lot of people out there using Fitbits or watches or even your phone could have all of that health and fitness things. So definitely that would be category number 21. Health. Just saying you might want to promote that category to coincide with my summer holidays because I'm going to have nothing to contribute to that. Whatsoever. <laughs> if you want a gambling category or an alcohol category or a sports score category, then fine. But health and fitness, yeah, no. I'm health sure it's lovely. Fitness. I'm sure it's lovely. <laughs> what do you think, Kerry? Because, you know, we need those health and fitness uh, type of apps. I'm not necessarily one of those. I mean, I'm usually out there. Uh, you know, hiking or whatever, most especially now the summer is coming to shine. And uh, <laughs> we like hiking out here. Uh, so I don't think I need something necessarily to be tracking my steps or whatever. I know oh. that I've, I've done a lot. So <laughs> um, absolutely. I think the health and fitness is definitely something that, you know, mm -hmm. would be a great category. Um, I have a Fitbit. And it's not the most accessible thing, no, but I still like to go into the app and see how many steps I took. And it's one of those things you can go to your friends and be like, hey, I took more steps than you today. <laughs> and <laughs> you can make a, a competition or, or just even set a goal for yourself. You know, if you want to lose weight, gain weight, or if you just want to maintain it, you know, it's, it's, it's a it's a good way to track that kind of thing. And I think that's, that can be very valuable. And, but now we have 21 categories, so we have to think of another one to make it even. <laughs> we got to make it even, right? <laughs> uh, Austin, you suggested the health and fitness. So how about I cede this to you and have you give us a 22nd uh, category? You know, which one do you think is going to be our 22nd category? Uh, so we'll make it even and fair. <laughs> we, can have, we can have audio recorders. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Exactamundo. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. You know, two heads or four heads are better than one, you see. So we, <laughs> so we got audio recorders. That's a beautiful category. How on earth did I forget that, you know? <laughs> All right. So I'm going to run through these things quickly again so that we know that we have it. So one, OCR packages. Two, ebook readers, three, audiobook players, four, TTS engines, five, navigational apps, six, shopping apps, seven, shipping and tracking, eight, podcasting apps, nine, low vision, 10, music players, 11, streaming apps, 12, color detection, 13, news readers, 14, currency recognizers, 15, braille-related apps, 16, assistant apps, 17, email clients, 18, social apps, 19, travel and lodging, 20, 
text editors. 21, health and fitness, and 22, audio recorders. Absolutely beautiful. I love this setup. Thanks, Warren. That's a great uh, uh, schedule we've got there. Also, if you think there are any categories we've missed, then by all means, uh, get in touch with us. Austin will give you the various ways to do that at the end of the show. Um, Maybe, may of course, that we view categories differently to the way you're thinking about them. So we may have missed something or we may not have done, but do feel free to suggest uh, categories as well. And then we can keep this going. But as you'll see, that's, well, 21 weeks of content. So, uh, uh, four or five months worth should uh, keep you all out of trouble. <laughs> well, one thing I will comment on is it's interesting to have these categories because I think there are some apps that overlap. You know, there's some apps that yeah. do text editing and recording, and then there's some apps that are navigation and OCR at the same time. So, yeah, uh, and they may feature twice. The same with Spotify is it a music app mm. or a streaming app? Yeah, um, yeah, that overlap. And that's what I mean, that people might view the categories a bit differently. So uh, they might think we've missed a category and we haven't, or uh, uh, they'll suggest something that we've missed, but maybe we'll, we'll shoehorn it into something else. So they're, they're guides, aren't they, really? Uh, so definitely, discussion. if you guys think we've missed a category, um, let us know on our email list or on our Telegram, whatever, and definitely we'll include yeah. that. And before we know it, probably this thing is going to balloon to like uh, maybe 50 categories. Who knows? <laughs> it will be. Yeah. I already probably. mentioned gambling. No one's going to take me up on it. <laughs> well, you know, um, blind, blind people need to make money too, right? You know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> if there, was a, can... there was a there was a room on Clubhouse devoted to uh, blind people using betting apps that I joined uh, the other week. Thank you. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it is a thing. And maybe we can get some guests. Yeah. There seems to be a clubhouse room for everything now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Even one for Android, blind Android users. <laughs> yeah. Which I which I which I created not well, not not exclusively for this, but essentially to grab the domain effectively before someone else did it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Yeah. So hopefully that segment will be of benefit to people. We're moving on to the in focus section this week. Uh, and it is, as Austin trailed at the beginning, as I said um, when we introduced the podcast, um, the app Clubhouse has now been introduced on Android. And in this section, I give you a whistle stop, stop tour of uh, how you sign up for and use the service. This week, I'm going to demonstrate a social media app which has recently arrived on Android called Clubhouse. Uh, Clubhouse was launched on iOS uh, in beta a little over a year ago. It still is in beta and was rolled out to the US Play Store this week. Uh, that's the week of the uh, 10th of May, and it will be coming to other English-speaking Play Stores uh, very soon. It may well already be in Canada and the UK by the time you listen to this, but if it's not, it will be shortly. What's unique about Clubhouse is that it's an audio-only social media app. So there's no text, there's no video, it's all entirely voice-driven. Um, it's not an app aimed at blind people. Uh, I think it has around 10 million registered users, not all active, obviously, but that'll give you a feel for the, the, the span of the user base. It's, it's much wider than the blindness community, and indeed many celebrities have used it. Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Anthony Fossey, the 
uh, the US medic who fronts up the COVID coverage was on there the other day. So uh, an app that uh, has really got some traction uh, in the social media landscape. Um, it is invite only at the minute. It is in beta. So we'll have a look at the registration screen when we go into the app. Um, once you have registered, uh, there are a couple of ways that you might get uh, invited. It asks people for permission to view their contacts. And if someone is already on the app uh, who has your number stored in their contacts and they've allowed their contacts to be viewable by Clubhouse, they will be invited uh, to authorise your admission. If not, uh, if you ask around, uh, you may well be able to uh, get an invite off someone you know, perhaps someone in the blind man users group who knows uh, or other friends that you may have or contacts who are on the app uh, already. Um, I usually say when I'm demonstrating something that uh, what you will hear on your end may well be a little bit different to what uh, uh, I hear on mine and vice versa when, when we're looking at these apps. That's uh, particularly true of Clubhouse because it's an app that gets updated very, very frequently as new features get added, things get fixed. They do seem to roll out updates and fix things with remarkable rapidity. Um, there were quite a few issues earlier on the iOS side where bits of the app weren't particularly accessible. A lot of that has got fixed. The Android app at the minute doesn't have all of the features that the iOS app does. And I'll talk about some of that in a minute when we when we delve uh, into the app. Uh, so let's get let's get started. And here's Clubhouse. I'm logged out of it now, so I'm hoping that when I go in there, it prevents me with an option either to sign in or register. I won't actually register because I have an account already. I shall take you through um, the registration screen though. You're working hard to get Clubhouse ready for everyone. When you wrap up the finishing touches, you're adding people gradually to make sure nothing breaks. Smiley face anyone can join with an invite from an existing user or reserve your username. And we'll text you if you have a friend on the app who can let you in. We are so grateful you're here and can't wait to have you join. Hold it hands, medium skin tone, house call, roll into the Clubhouse team. So that's what I was saying earlier. You can either you can either get invited or if your number is stored in the contacts of someone who has allowed their contacts to be viewable, uh, they can let you in themselves. They'll get notified that you've joined. Uh, Clubhouse has a lot of notifications. We'll talk about that later. Get your username button. Get your username. So, so this is the button you want to register to get your username. Editing, phone number, edit box, showing title keyboard. So once we're in a phone number field, I'm going to flick left. So you'll want to check what that country code is set to. Um, when I first registered for Clubhouse, it didn't think I was in the United Kingdom. That was, I have to confess, on my rarely used iOS device because I've been in since February. Uh, so it wasn't available officially on Android then. Enter your phone number. So it took us to the phone number field, which we're back at. So you enter a phone number. Um, uh, I might put one in just so we can see this next screen and then hopefully I can cancel it before I do anything drastic. Oops, no, that one's a dash. We'll put zero. Let me just check that's enough digits. Yeah, uh, the entirely fictitious phone number. I'll hit next. 
Edit, password, edit box. Show it, enter the code we just texted you. Back button. Enter the editing. Didn't receive it. Tap the next button. Ah, so it's not going to let me do that. I'd forgotten quite how the registration process works. So it would have texted that entirely fictitious phone number with a password, which I would enter here. It would then ask me to choose a username. Um, but the screens are fairly straightforward. It's, it's a fairly typical registration process. I don't have a second SIM, unfortunately, so I can't uh, show you exactly how that works. But you'll see that things are nice and labeled on the registration screen at any rate. So um, uh, what I'm going to do now is to back out of here. So I'm going to I'm going to sign in instead. So I'm just going to enter in my details uh, to get us logged in. So that's my phone number now entered into the app. The next button for this is uh, not always where you might expect it to be. Actually, it's above the two key, pretty much on my device. So. Six, three, two, X button, clubhouse. Editing, password, edit box, showing numeric password keyboard. Double tap and hold the long press. Editing options available. Use swipe up and right to view. Message, clubhouse, your clubhouse verification code is 2312. You're not going to be able to do a right lot with that four-digit code in this particular instance. I don't mind you having heard it. Next button. Two, four, hold. Hold. One, hold. Next button. Clubhouse, two, four, hold. Keyboard hidden. Now, interestingly, when you enter in your uh, code to log in, um, you don't need to hit the next button. There is a next button. It's in the same place above the two key. But when you're entering, entering in that verification code, you don't uh, need to enter it. So I'm going to have a look at the buttons at the top of the app now, um, and then I'll explain where we are, and then we'll dive into some of these buttons a bit. No previous link. No next link. Yeah. Search button. Device button, search button. So at the very top, we have search. Device button, double upcoming events button, notifications button, my profile button, 22, my profile button. So those are our five buttons. Device, search button. Search invites, upcoming events, notifications, and profiles. Now, how does Clubhouse work? Um, Clubhouse essentially allows people to create rooms uh, that you can talk in. Uh, that could be an informal discussion between friends. It could be a single person presentation with hundreds of people in the audience. Uh, it could be a hybrid of those things. Perhaps there are a few people on stage and a few people listening. I'll explain what the stage is in a minute. So where you are when you enter is on a main feed. And this is called the hallway in Clubhouse. You can have various different types of rooms. You can have private rooms where only nominated people can uh, go. Unless you're one of those, you won't see any of them. There are what's called social rooms. Now, like many other social media apps, Clubhouse works uh, through the premise of following different users, like Twitter does in that respect. So the sorts of rooms you see in your hallway are dictated by the people you've chosen to follow. Uh, 
If you don't follow anybody or join any clubs, I'll talk about clubs in a minute, um, then you won't see much on your feed. You'll see some trending rooms unless you turn that off in settings. And you might see some fairly random things. But to make Clubhouse interesting, you need to follow people or topics that you yourself are interested in. So a social room, uh, anyone who you are following, you, know, you will be able to see that. And if you create a room and make it social, your followers will be able to see it. If someone joins a social room, then their followers can also see it. So uh, sort of the audience for a room expands potentially, depending on who joins it. The third type of rooms are public rooms. That means anyone at all on the app can join them. So, so, so those are rooms, uh, and they're a mixture of those three types. Now, there are also rooms within clubs. It's possible to create, perhaps unsurprisingly given the name on Clubhouse, uh, actual clubs. Think of these as special interest groups or Facebook groups. So we have now a blind Android users club. Um, I created that the other day. Uh, it's, not, it's not particularly active yet because we haven't decided how to use it, but we are recruiting members. So I could start a room just generally i could make it public i could make it for my followers and just make it about android and that would it could exist in the hallway but much better if i've got a special interest topic like that to find a club for it because then people who are interested in android and have decided to follow the club or join the club uh can get notified that that room exists so you can kind of have a room that's you know, miscellaneous in a hallway, you can, you can give it a topic name, but um, you don't have to. Uh, but then it's not attached to a club. And obviously, it's a bit more difficult, although not impossible, obviously, uh, for those who share that interest uh, to find it. So, so if there are special interest things, uh, might be a good idea to um, start a club or uh, find a club with that interest, join it, and then see if that club allows you to create rooms uh, within it. That's a setting controlled by club uh, moderators. Before I dive into more of the app settings, worth just uh, talking through some of the consequences of this still being in beta and all that stuff you heard at the start about the app still growing. Um, when you join, you won't have all, even though Android itself doesn't have all the features of iOS yet, you won't have all the well, privileges, for the want of a better word, that more active members who have been on it a while will have. So, for instance, when you join, uh, you'll be able to invite two other people. The more you participate on Clubhouse, either by uh, uh, participating in other people's rooms or, better yet, creating your own, uh, you will be able to unlock things on Clubhouse more quickly, such as more invites. Um, the other thing you will be able to unlock is you'll be able to start a club, although it may take a little while for you to be able to do that. Uh, currently, you can only create clubs on iOS and you can only um, do some of the club admin things on iOS as well. So I had annoyingly to create our blind Android club out on iOS. Um, when you do that and you're invited to, or if someone does that and you're interested in a club and you, you, you want to join it, um, you become a follower of that club and then uh, an admin 
can uh, invite you to uh, join the club fully. If you're if you're a follower of the club, you'll still see uh, club rooms uh, or some of them anyway. But um, when you're a fully fledged member, uh, sometimes you, you see more rooms. Sometimes you're able to start rooms yourself, depending on the rules that the club founder or the club admins have set. So let's go in then and have a look at some of these uh, buttons before we go down the hallway. Let's see what we've got. So search. So you can either search for people or search for clubs. Now, I'm going to see what we have by way of crickets on Clubhouse. I quite like. So let's do a search for cricket. So once I've keyed that in, I can either search for people or clubs. Now, because I've put in a subject matter, I'm going to search for uh, clubs. Clubs selected. Cricket Stadium, 71 members, not 4K followers, enlist, Cricket Stadium, showing items 1 to 6 of 30, tap to activate, international cricket discussion, 5 members, not 1K, Cricket Stadium, 71 members, not 4K. So Cricket Stadium is interesting. What they have done, and I've seen this pop up on my feed because I follow people who are in it, if there's a game of cricket on, they will join it. Uh, some of the people watching it on television will tell those of us without televisions what's happening. So not specifically aimed at blind people, but quite a good thing. So I'm going to go in here and see if I can follow this club. So I'm already I'm already following it. What what I think it said was that it had uh, 71 members and 4,000 followers. That suggests to me that they want to keep the core membership fairly small, perhaps because members are able to start rooms and they don't want all the followers to. Um, I don't know why, by the way, Talkback is occasionally saying no next link. I'm swiping right. The phone is locked uh, to portrait. So I don't know if that's a slight uh, uh glitch um as i say that you know there's no question that my orientation has been flipped so it shouldn't it shouldn't be doing that not a particularly big deal though so i'm going to back out of there so you could key in android um you would find blind android users if you did that you can key in people so let's let's do that let's key in a person Let's see if I can find Austin. I know he's on here because I invited him. So I've now it switched it back to people, which is actually what I want. Oh, we have two Austin Pintos. Uh, I know which one's ours because I'm already following as it happens, but let's open it up. Yeah, so that's our Austin. Uh, I invited him and I'm following him. So, so you can key in people. Um, you can key in clubs. Um, as you'll have gathered from that, it's quite helpful when people uh, put in... Um, uh, 
biographies because and i'll show you that in a minute uh, because let me actually know who they are so i'm going to go back out of there and next is invites i have i have five invites if, if you go in here you can send an invite uh to someone you would like to be on clubhouse just, just a few things about this because we're all international um and there was some discussion on the mailing list about whether or not you would get charged with sending a text message were you to invite someone from overseas if your carrier charges for international messages. Uh, you would, but all the text message actually does is notify the person that they've been invited. If you have the friend of a, uh, the, the number for a friend overseas and you go to invite and you put in that number and you hit whatever it is next a text message app opens if you cancel out of that message though and just email the person to say i've invited you their number will actually be logged by clubhouse that the text message itself only notifies uh, the potential invitee that they've been invited it's not necessary to have the clubhouse invite activated so if an overseas friend does want you to invite them and you don't want to pay the international text charge if you incur those don't worry you don't have to just cancel out the text message when it opens uh, and they will be able to register with their phone number or indeed if it is already registered they'll be let in um, so that's what the invite button does you'll only have two when you start and it probably won't be your immediate priority so i'm not going to dive into that now upcoming events is interesting to look at this part of the app isn't brilliantly accessible. So as well as entering your hallway, um, as I talked about, and we'll see more of that in a minute where all the rooms are, it's possible to schedule an event and that way you're not, you're not um, reliant on someone stumbling across it. Uh, I'll show you how to uh, uh, do that in a minute. Let's just have a look what we've got in here. As I say, this part of the app has quite a few unlabeled buttons. Go next link, add button, upcoming for you. Unlabeled button, today. 1955, learn Italian flag, Italy from zero to zero, superhero, medium, light skin, tone, woman, topic, locomania, from 1955, double tap to activate, unlabeled button, Italian language and culture, unlabeled button, 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 unlabeled, 20 zero, with a subscriber mark, attorney, with a subscriber button, and with a subscriber mark, attorney, Kevin Canvas, so enjoy, peace, all such free, and this chance, and like, if you're from legal experts, chat about who owns IP, and independent contractor versus employee relationships, gemstone, out of list, showing items 1 to 10 to 151, double tap to activate. So there are quite a lot of unlabeled buttons between those events. Now, I know that some of these buttons on iOS anyway relate to being able to RSVP to an event. Uh, that way you get notified slightly more reliably when it starts. Uh, there'll be notifications for it, uh, so you get notified. Uh, it still works pretty well, but slightly less reliably, I think, than if you've actually RSVP'd. Um, I've no idea why that's showing in my uh, events. I'm not vegetarian, but I'll talk about that might be recorded by host message in a minute. So a lot of the scheduled events are, um, you know, 
um, Clubhouse started out really as a as, as a networking app for different professions. So those will be the more set piece events. Uh, sometimes regular chat things are scheduled. Um, uh, there's a Jaws Club for the blind on here. So Vispero are very active on Clubhouse. Um, uh, the various vice presidents there feature on it quite heavily. Uh, so they have regular regular sessions where you can brush up on your Jaws tips. Uh, that might might be where we take the blind Android users club. We we don't know yet. We shall have to have a think about that. So in here, you don't necessarily have to go in and look at this. Uh, scheduled events it thinks you'll be interested in will also pop up at the top of your hallway. I promise we will get to the actual hallway in a bit. Um, I want to show you the first thing it said, though, in this screen, which was... Upcoming for you. So upcoming for you, you can double tap on this. So I can see my events, the things I've scheduled. So I'm going to see what's in here. There shouldn't be anything, but it will show me how I can create an event. So I have an on So it's telling me to add an event. I have a helpful unlabeled button here. I'm going to assume that's add an event. No next link. Cancel. New event. Publish. Disable. Public. Event name. Edit box. With Edward Green. The list. With. Double tap to active. Event name. Edit box. Out of the list. So I can give it an event name. Why don't we call it? Capital T. Capital T. A. 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 L. L. A. L. A. A. N. E. E. A. A. C. C. A. 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 I've called it tool. New event. Publish. So it says, with Edward Green, add a co-host host or guest. Now, what I would like to do, and I think I can do it on iOS, is I'd like to be able to schedule a room to take place in the Blind Android Users Club. I think this is one of the club management features currently missing on Android, uh, which hopefully will be added soon. Don't worry, though, I do have that uh, uh, pesky iOS device uh, when we do start running clubs in anger. I'm just going to see if it lets me add a club as a co-host, which might solve our problem. I don't think it will, though. Search edit box. Cameron Morel, row one. Matthew Cooper. Tarian Ask. Cameron West, row two. Tarian. Matthew. Cameron Morel. Search edit box. Out of grid. No, it's only offering me people. I'll put in blind Android users there. You never know. L. L. I. I. Editing with. Showing items 13 to 22 of 22. With. Done. Button. Editing. Block. Samara Hussein. Stuart Beveridge. Al. No. Tommy Corbo. Al. Anagoras. Lucia Bellini. Michelle Decatur. It's not going to let me do it. Chris Ainsworth, row one. So those are my various people on Clubhouse. So I'm going to. Try and back out of that. So May 13th, let's see how easy it is to change the date. Put it for Friday. Description, edit box. 1800. Time. 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 Time.
6, edit, 5, 18, 0, 0, 5, button, 6, edit box, 7, button. So I could six, change edit, this, I think, edit, to... Double tap to add a post request, date, so it changed the date properly. So I'm going to change slightly confusingly. It's got it's got the time given in the 24 hour clock, but then the time increments given in the 12 hour clock. Uh, I'm not sure that's strictly necessary. Uh, I'll stick to 24 hours though, because then I won't have tedious things to decide, like whether I want it to AM or PM. Uh, put it at 11. So it's it didn't let me um, enter it in a 24-hour clock, even though that's how it's done it, which is interesting. So let's see if I have any joy using a 12-hour clock. Ah, that has a with talkback, edit box, with Edward Green, add a post request, outdated, May 14th, time, 2300. So I, I typed it in the 12-hour clock and then hit the next key in the bottom uh, right-hand corner. Button, 11, 12, button, 59, button. And here you can say 59, so that's where I would go and enter the minutes, which would uh, work in the same way. 00, zero edit box, zero 01, button, and button. PM, edit box, description, edit box. We have PM, which is right. Here I could add a description about what the event is. I've got 200 characters for that. There's a cancel and there's a publish. So if I were to fill in that description and publish the event, cancel and publish are both at the top of the screen, by the way, not the bottom, uh, we would have an event uh, all ready to go. I'm going to cancel it because I don't want that event. So that's the My Events section. Now, notifications. Clubhouse sends you a lot of notifications. It will notify you about events. Uh, perhaps people you are following have started events or there are events in the club you've joined or are following. It will notify you if contacts are starting a room, if there are trending rooms, if uh, people have just joined you might want to follow, or if um, uh, uh, someone has joined who might need approving. So there are a lot of notifications potentially. Normal is a lot. But I think there's a frequent option. We'll go and look at that in settings in a minute. Um, but yeah, that is, there are quite a lot of notifications. So you might want to be judicious about what you let Clubhouse send you. And now we're on the last of these five buttons, which is my profile. Button, share button, settings button. So you can share your profile. There's a settings button. You can put a photo up. There's your name. My username. I've got 59 followers. 
and I'm following 80 people. Now, what's quite interesting, if you go into this, I said you could search for followers uh, or people to follow. Sorry, you can't search for followers. You can search for people to follow. But you can also see who they are following. So if I go into my... The people that are following me... So various people. Now, if I double tap on Stuart here, so so WhatsApp, um, WhatsApp Clubhouse can suggest people I might want to follow. Now, if I click on either of these, 152 followers and 69 following, I can see who he follows. And if I click on them, I can see who's following them and who they, they are following. So you can build up your Clubhouse network pretty quickly just by uh, once you started to follow people, see who they're following. When you search for people, see who they're following uh, and all the rest of it. So um, what you can't do here just now on the on the Android version is you can't link your other social media profiles. So you know, on the iOS version, you can link Twitter and Instagram. You can't do that right now. Uh, I'm going to come back out of the various follow screens. I'm going to go back into my profile and take you very briefly into settings. Go next link. Back button. Settings. Notifications. Frequency. Normal. So I've got frequency on notifications set to normal. I could go in. Notifications. Very frequent. Frequent. Normal. Infrequent. Very frequent, frequent, normal, and infrequent. I shudder to think what either very frequent or frequent are like. Uh, normal is plenty. So include trending rooms in your notifications is on. Um, if you're following a lot of people and don't really care what's trending, you might not want to bother doing that. You can pause notifications. What's new and FAQ slash contact us. I, it is worth checking those. They are updated. Um, it's there. I found out the sorts of features that weren't available on Android at that and not being able to use them. Uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure always whether there was a talkback issue or, or quite what the problem was, but it was uh, indeed the fact that some of those features aren't available and that was confirmed in the in the what's new and in the FAQ slash contact us. Community guidelines, all that good legal stuff. Um, is worth reading the legal stuff on the Clubhouse. Um, I said I'd, one of the events we looked at said it was going to be recorded. Clubhouse doesn't allow you to record things natively. Um, they record a room while it's in progress in case anything's reported. But apparently once you then leave the app uh, and that room's closed, sorry, that, once that room's closed, once everybody's left it, that recording is not kept. So Clubhouse content is pretty ephemeral. That means people who want to use it for podcasting have to find some other means of recording it. And they are advised to specify when they are doing that, that they're being recorded because obviously Clubhouse doesn't let you record. So. 
and doesn't enable you to record. So that's why you'll sometimes see rooms are being recorded. So it works, it's kind of content is immediate on Clubhouse. There's no archive, there's no going back to it uh, natively anyway. So we finally finished all the boring settings. Uh, so we can actually look at some of the stuff in the hallway. And I might go to some of my clubs in a minute uh, just to show you what the club view is like, although it's not particularly exciting with no club management available. But let's have a flick through, see what we've got. Back out of profile. Sorry, I forgot we had to do that. It's the open circle. Your open circle. Hosted by your open circle. Stephen, Ellie, Paul, Neil, 17, listening, seven speakers. Double tap to activate. So we have there um, uh, an open circle is a club I'm a member of. They've got a, a fairly freeform room on by the looks of it. An eclectic mess. Hosted by Dodd's radio. Stephen, Grant, Free, Andrew, seven listening, seven speakers. Double tap to activate. Uh, that's not part of a club. You see there was no club name there. That's just a social room that people I followed have set up. Palestine under attack, Gaza under fire, civilians dead flat, Palestinian territories, Stephen, Ad, Ime, Janelle, listening, Cameron, 322 listening, 25 speakers, enlisted. So clearly something discussing the latest uh, troubles in the Middle East. Yeah, Clubhouse is getting quite political tonight, isn't it? Ah, so yeah, people do use Clubhouse for um, media uh, performances. So music, they'll do it to record their podcast. This piano bar is really nice and chilled. I'm going to show you a room and I'm going to have to do this and then hurriedly turn the media volume down because strictly speaking, I'm not supposed to uh, we're not supposed to record Clubhouse content, as I've just said. But I would like to show you what the inside of a room looks like so you can see what you do. So you may hear a little bit of it, but it'll be the briefest of uh, interludes when I'm going to double tap this piano bar room. So all the way down. Uh, I doubt much of that came out because it sounded like they were in an interlude. So now in this room, you can see the various different people in it. Let's see what options we've got. I don't want to do any of that. I could share it. I could search it. I could say there's a problem. There is a problem. I've got no sound, but that's because I've turned my volume down. Now, the buttons you're going to want to know about here are towards the bottom of your screen. If you've got a navigation bar enabled, as I have, they'll be slightly above that. But generally speaking, at the bottom. Leave quietly is the bottom left. There's no other way to leave, really. You enter and leave quietly. You're not obviously notified. And then towards the right hand side, you've got ping someone into the room. So let's sign in a room and it's about cricket or something. And I think Austin's going to be interested. I can hit this ping, I can invite him. Now, raised hand. So I mentioned very briefly earlier on this idea of a stage. So when you come into a room, uh, you are in the audience. Um, almost unless you're an admin of the of the club in which case you'll already be on stage so um, because clubhouse caters for various different things including you know one-man presentations in, in front of hundreds of people it's not like zoom where everyone's empowered to speak you are um 
are in the audience and can't really do anything other than listen. If you want to speak, you need to be invited up on stage, and that's what this raise hand button does. So I'm going to hit this and hope someone invites me. Raise hand button. Raise your hand. This will let the speakers know you have something you'd like to say. Never mind. Button. Raise hand button. Clubhouse. Raise hand button. Oh, button. Can you quietly button? Hit someone. Raise hand button. Now, so that's interesting. It's not showing me I've got my hand raised. Uh, there's no status change. I wonder if it will show me if I'm invited out. Maria G, Fatema, Stephen, Sherry, Nicole, Column 7, Verasini, Column, Raise Hand, Button, Out of Print, Pin Someone, Editor, Leave Quiet, Edward, Row 11, Column 7, Ray, Column 4, Ray, Edward, Column 7, Maria G, Follow by Lynn, Column 5, Maybe Later, Button, Out of Print. Ah, so they have asked me if I want to join. Join the speaker, Button, Maybe Later, Button, Women and Medium Lights, Get Tone, Size, Open, Invited, Join the speaker. Show, Maybe Later, Button. So that appeared near the top of my screen. It's possible that I was flicking past that uh, and interrupted the notification. But if it if you have been invited up, it will appear um, above the uh, list of people in the room. So if I join a speaker, um, I'm going to be off mute. Uh, the, the etiquette is to go immediately on mute until you're actually speaking. The mute button is where the raise hand button was in the bottom right-hand corner. So if you do hit join a speaker, um, do then immediately go and hit that mute button because you may well be uh, unmuted uh, at the time. So I'm going to actually hit maybe later because I don't want to join. And now I'm going to leave quietly. So I'm very sorry, whoever's room that was, that I just exploited it for my own uh, purposes and for the purposes of the podcast. Uh, we didn't, though, record anything we shouldn't have done uh, because, as I say, I, I turned the volume down straight away uh, and it did uh, serve its purpose. So, as I say, uh, it could be that I swiped and missed uh, the notification, but, as I say, if you don't hear anything, check near the top of the screen uh, because that is where the uh, little banner will pop up enabling you to join. Uh, but it's interesting that the, the status of the raise hand button isn't reflected. Let me go and show you um, what else you can do. Start a room. Let's do this. So I'm going to do this uh, uh, not in a club at the minute. I'm just going to hit start a room. That'll be near the bottom of the feed, the bottom of the hallway. You have a few rooms on your hallway to start with. And then just before the starter room, you'll have... So these are all just different. So explore to see more rooms is what you'll have before start a room. So it'll give you, I don't know how many on your feed. It does seem to vary a little bit, maybe 10 or 15. But if you want to see more, hit that start a room button. As I say, if you're not following many people or aren't in many clubs, uh, what you will see on there will be a little bit varied. You'll get a fair amount of foreign language content potentially because um, uh, it will just show you rooms from all over the place if you haven't if you haven't really followed anyone. So, uh, and depending on what time of day you, you log in. Uh, but yeah, that's something to bear in mind. 
let's click start a room. Clubhouse, add a topic button. Selected, open, row one, column one, social, column, closed, club, like Android users, row two. Ah, so this like is Android good. Users, Here social, I can so pick what sort of a room it is. I went through these at the start, if you remember. Open, open room, anyone can join it. Social, my followers, and anyone who joins the room's followers. Closed, it's whoever I decide to invite. Or I can have it in any of the clubs I'm a member of. That's interesting. The Spyro let me create rooms in their club. That's very nice of them. And that thing there, start to remote to everyone, is just reflecting whatever I've selected previously. So if I were to select a club instead, let's select by Android users. And if I flick right now, start a room for blind Android users members. And there's the let's go button. So I could go in there and do that. Um, there are other things I could show you here. So, um, but this, this demo is already getting quite long. Um, we could look at what happens if you're uh, uh, mo um, a moderator in a room. So that's where essentially you are looking out for people whose hands might be raised and where you invite them to the stage or you might want to put them back in the audience. Um, that might have to be for another time though. One, because I don't have anyone lined up uh, who I can manipulate in a club and throw out of a club uh, right now. Um, and also, as I say, because this, this demo is getting, is getting pretty long. What I should say, though, is if you want a much more comprehensive look at Clubhouse from a blindness perspective that will talk you over uh, many of the principles, you could do a lot worse than check out Jonathan Mosen's um, podcast episode that he did on, on the Mosen at Large podcast. I can't remember the episode number, but it was a good hour, hour and a half on Clubhouse where he demonstrates it. It is on the iPhone, but absent the features which don't exist on Android yet, the operation, to be honest, is pretty similar. So if he demonstrate, if you if you listen to that in terms of uh, you know how, how how the platform works, if you want to know more about it, if you want to know more about some of the pitfalls, then I would I would recommend that even for Android users, it's it users, it's a great uh, a great resource. And he does demonstrate uh, uh, how to how to manipulate people uh, when you're hosting uh, a room. So I hope you like Clubhouse. Do join the blind android users uh, club search for us uh we'll probably put our our details in the uh in the how to get in touch with us at the end of the episode and yeah do write in let us know what you think about clubhouse well i hope that was useful um there are increasing numbers of people with android joining clubhouse i'm conscious that i haven't finished that demo yet what i haven't shown you um, is how you can manipulate people within a room so if you're a moderator you can invite people up on stage you can see who's got their hands up you can put them back in the audience that is something i will look to do but uh i think are, are all of us on clubhouse now has everyone on signed up i think so well, you know even i who is not the social networking kind of guy I finally dragged myself into it yesterday. So yours truly faithfully is there now. And 
<laughs> if you see my knucklehead out there, I'm definitely in there. So I will be doing some activity there on our clubhouse, um, in our club, or whatever. What do you call it? Is that going to be our club? It's a club. Room? It's a club, yeah. Well, a club. Club. yeah. So, so, yeah. So, so, so you create rooms within clubs. So, so if you do want to do some activity, go into the club and hit the start room button, and that will create a club room. The club without a room going on is just a list of names, really. So, uh, the admins have to go in and actually into the club and start a room to make something happen. And you can you have can more also, than one room in a club. You can also have just a room without it being associated with a club, too. You can, you can, yeah. So any anyone who wants to talk about Android outside of the Blind Android Users Club can do that. It'll just be a bit harder to find. Yeah, uh, but we'd rather have you do it within the Blind Android Users so that people will find where you're at, right? Yeah, exactly. But only yeah. we can only we can create rooms in that. Only the admins can. So uh, people just have to be patient till one of us does it. It's actually a really great app. I think um, I definitely swore that I would not get on it until the Android <laughs> version came out. Uh, everybody on the other side uh, on the iOS said, jump on Clubhouse, jump on Clubhouse, where are you? And I'm like, well, it's still not on Android. So, But finally, we've gotten it. And I'm just waiting for them to make more updates um, because we still have the old version of Clubhouse, and it's definitely not the same as the iOS version yet, but they are releasing it slowly and making lots of updates. So I'm looking forward yeah. to that. They update it quickly. I mean, there are things that the Android version doesn't do very well. I mean, there are things it doesn't do at all, which is annoying, but there are also things it doesn't do very well. So um, in the demo, I discussed that I wasn't sure if TalkBack notified you when someone accepts your invitation to speak, if you put your hand up, because uh, I was flicking around, I didn't know if TalkBack told you that you'd been invited up. It doesn't. iOS now, it'll auto-focus and tell you. Um, in TalkBack, it makes a noise and the audio quality from your speaker changes and the little banner comes up at the top of the screen. So if you hear the beep and your audio change, you'll know. I don't think it puts itself as aggressively into the foreground as the iOS version does. I see. What I would love to see, though, that I didn't see, and I was just kind of thinking loud to myself, was that I wish it would tell you when you see the names of people on the screen, and then you would know who is talking, you know, like if you mm. come across mm -hmm. the person yeah. that is... The iOS version speaking. does that too. With a... Oh, it does that? Yeah, it's a... it does uh -huh. it. The iOS does. Um, hopefully they'll add it to Android. Yeah, hopefully I'm sure they will. Too. The other thing they need to do is tell you whether your hand's up. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, you know, the, the thing with um, iOS, you can do a two finger double tap and it'll tell you who's currently speaking. And I, I'm not sure how they will transfer that over to Android, but hopefully they find a way to do that. But also, it does not tell you if people are muted when you're swiping through the room. It doesn't tell you, uh, you know, if they're muted or not muted. And that's something I'm waiting for them to fix. I think this is probably one of the reasons why it's not being rolled out to everybody except through invitation. But I think in general, I kind of like the UI is nice and clean. I really want the club admin features at the minute because if I want to invite someone who's followed the club to join the club, I have to hook out my dusty old iPhone from the bottom of the drawer where it deserves to live and promote it undeservedly to use and uh, let people join, which I'm doing very often because I don't want to keep people waiting. But when, uh, when, when that feature comes to the Android app, I'll be a happy founder. Yeah, I'll be happy when they let you make clubs on Android because right now we don't even have that functionality. 
Yeah, that's right. Although if you're very new, you can't make clubs anyway. You have to be active. Um, I tried to do it uh, early on and it mm. just said I wasn't important enough. I hadn't been using it often enough and I should go away and try later <laughs> and get a bit more active. And who did I think I was, basically? Yeah, I don't know about this, but I was reading about this thing and I hope it's not another repeat of Zoom because uh, there was some stuff out there that was saying, hey, you know, uh, they have their back end in China. And so uh, they were denying that, no, we have our stuff in the U.S. And I hope we're not having another repeat of a Zoom debacle here, you know. <laughs> yeah, I felt sorry for Zoom, though. I mean, it grew very quickly. And the people that were really finding reasons to criticize it, uh, you know, Bigger companies with chat apps had had their own issues previously. And I think, you know, Zoom's tried, hasn't it? We might not like everything it's decided to do, but it has tried to fix its vulnerabilities. Yeah, and I think that really helped Zoom because now we have a better Zoom than what it was. And yeah. I think it's it's good that these things is coming early on Clubhouse and uh, I hope that the issues get addressed too, you know, because uh, they're talking about security and that's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. The best yeah. feature that I like is... Uh, Let's say you're you're talking on a club room with uh, without headphones and your speaker is on, then no one can hear your talk back. Only you can hear. That is the best feature. I don't know how they do it, but that is a very nice feature. It is good. They can hear your haptics, though. I discovered yesterday. The <laughs> OnePlus has very loud haptics if you don't disable <laughs> no. them. My issue with Clubhouse uh, is because most of the time I use Bluetooth headphones, and for some reason I cannot get my input to be my bluetooth it's just stuck on the actual device microphone and so i always have to be holding the actual phone if i do want to talk and i mean this is just it's obviously still in beta for the android version but um has anybody experienced that or is it just my phone or something I think it is your phone. Someone said on the email list they were having problems with this. I haven't tried it, to be honest. It's well, still in beta for iOS, by the way, as well, after a year. Oh, still in beta for iOS yep. too? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they say Clubhouse as a service is in beta. It's not in beta insofar as you need to be on test flight, uh, mm. you know, literally in beta. But they're describing the whole thing as being in beta. It is um, in beta. Well, yesterday when I was talking with those girls, I had my headset on. Now, what I should have done was to leave my phone in the house. And uh, maybe after this, we could try it real quick and see. I'll leave my phone upstairs and go outside and see if you guys can hear me or something like that. Excellent. Yeah, so do check out Clubhouse. It's on the Play Store or there's an APK mirror link, which is in the YouTube notes, I think, to the, to the demo. Uh, we'll, we'll add it to the show notes as well. Moving on to our app of the week section then, and following our brief discussion of web views last time, Warren is going to show us how to manipulate web views with a brief demo. This is Managing Web Views. In our last segment on web views, we talked about the history of web views and the important role that they play on our phones, most especially when it comes to apps. Today, however, I'll be talking about how to manage those web views. In our last segment, we talked about the four different web views all provided by Google. I am now on the Play Store where these web views are located. I have installed a couple of these on my phone and I may be installing yet a third. Here is what I've got. I am using, by the way, a TTS from our friend Olga from Russia called the RH Voice. 
And this is the SLT voice variant. So here's what we've got. App, Android System Web View Canary Google LLC Tools Star Rating, 4.1100,000 plus downloads. So the Canary is having a 4.1 rating. App, Android System Web View Beta Google LLC Tools Installed. I have installed that one. App, Android System Web View Google LLC Tools Installed. So I get a couple installed. App, Android System Web View Dev Google LLC Tools Star Rating, 3.9100,000 plus downloads. So that makes a total of four. Now here's how you go about managing these web views. We have two different ways of managing these web views. In other words, switching those web views. You could either go to the system settings and manage them that way and choose which one you want to use. Or from the Play Store, once you install one, then you just tap on open. And since I'm here on the Play Store, how about we do that? So I'm going to find one of those that I have installed and then we'll tap on open. Android System Web View Beta Google LLC. I will now tap on the open of this web view. Open button. Web View Dev Tools. More options button. When you tap on open, here's what we find. WebView Package, Com Google Android WebView Beta, 91.0.4472.35447,200. In order to make it our default or switch to it, we need to tap on the More Options found near the top right corner of the phone. I will now tap on that More Options found near the top right corner of the phone. More Options button. Pop-up window. Change WebView Provider in List. The first item that we have here is Change WebView Provider. And that's exactly what we want. If you want to explore what else is there, here's what else is here. Report WebView Bug. Check for WebView Updates. About WebView DevTools. So now I'm going to go up to Change WebView Provider. Report WebView Bug. Change WebView Provider. Selected. WebView Implementation, Navigate Up button, Out of List. Tapping on Change WebView Provider, here's what we've got. Radio button, Not Checked, Android System WebView 90.0.4430.210, In List. Radio button, Checked, Android System WebView Beta 91.0.4472.35. We are told that I am currently using the beta web view and if i want to use the stable version which is the one that comes by default radio button not checked android system web view 90.0.4430.210 check web I view dev tools i simply tap on that and now i have that web Thanks view so now running as my default now, to do it from the system settings, all that we need to do is do the following. Go ahead and pull down your quick panel setting, or you could use the assistant and quick say settings. open system settings or something to that effect. I'm going to find my open settings and tap on it. Page one of three, open settings. Settings. I tapped on open settings and instead of me to go look for web views in my settings, the quickest way to do it is simply make a search for web view. Beep, why beep, search settings. 
Search settings, edit. So I just tap on search settings and I'm going to simply say web view. P, voice input. Web view. And now I tap on search. Search. Keyboard hidden. I'm going to take a look now at my result. And here's the results that we've got. About phone in list. System web view license about phone greater than the apps ampersand notifications. Android system web view beta app info. That is the one I want. Now, if I want to switch to the beta one, this is the one that I'll be tapping on. Android system web view app info. That's my default. Now, whether I tap on this one or tap on the other one above, we will get to the same place. So I'm just going to go back to the one that says beta and tap on that beta. Android system web view. Tap here. App info. Navigate. In here, what we want to tap on is the item that says open. Open button. Web view dev tools. More options button out of list. Tapping on that takes us to that very same screen that we saw when we were on the Play Store, when we opened it on the Play Store. So now again, just like we did on the Play Store, we need to tap on the More Options found near the top right corner. I will now tap on that More Options found near the top right corner. More Options button. Pop-up window. Change Web View Provider in list. And again, we need to tap on Change Web View Provider. Change Web View Provider selected. Web View Implementation. Tapping on that Change Web View Provider, now we're taken to that screen that has the radio buttons from which to choose. And here are our options. Radio button checked Android System Web View 90.0.44. Let's go change it to the beta. Radio button not checked Android System Web View Beta 91.0.4472. Go ahead and tap here. Check WebView Dev Two, and that's it. We have just switched back to the WebView Beta, and that's how you go about managing your web views. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much, Warren. And this really does attract quite a lot of interest. I've seen two or three threads on web views on email lists this week, so it's uh, clearly something people are people are grappling with. Next, we have Marion Mosen bringing us episode four of her series on the Commentary Screen Reader. Commentary Screen Reader, or the Chinese Screen Reader, has gotten really popular among blinds and visually impaired recently. And here, on the Blind Android Users Podcast, we will have a series of episodes in which we will talk about how to use the screen reader and how to get the best out of it. And welcome to episode number four of CSR's Basics. Today's episode, we will talk about menus and it's all about what magic can CSR's menu do. Uh, so let's get right into it. Before we actually talk about things of today's episode, I just want to um, point something out that in the latest update of CSR, we do have 
some changes. One of them is that it's uh, the roto now works the same way as talkback. What does that mean is that um, now if you want to get to the previous or the next um, type of navigation, because a lot of people have already asked about that, you would swipe up and down in one scroll. So like that. Copy. Um, it's kind of bad. Speech rate. I agree. Default. But still. What you would do is simply swipe up and down with one scroll. It'll give you the previous type of navigation. And down and up with uh, in one swipe, that'll give you the next type of navigation. And that works with um, web navigation as well. So let's go to, uh, go to uh, CSR settings and see how we can customize menus. Um, menus here in CSR work the same way as talkback menus work, but with different concepts. So if we swiped down and right with uh, in one swipe that way, menu it'll just say menu. This menu is called the main menu here. More button. If we press more. Menu. More button. It'll give us more items, and we'll explain that in a minute. And if we press more as well. Menu. Cancel button. Uh, the more would be cancel. So cancel. It. This. What we have now is simply the main menu. The main menu has every single thing that we do have in CSR without needing to customize anything. But. Menu. Cancel button. In the menu, we would have everything. That we customized. For instance, we do have we, we could have right, like select all if we do have um, an edit box and we want to just uh, select the whole edit box for delete it, copy it, whatever it is. Um, we would have we could have the navigation menu in which we will actually um, explain that in a minute. We will also have voice assistant if you want it. We could have something called an app. Open an app. You can open it up through the menu. But how we could configure CSR's menu. So what we would do is, if you remember from last week, we said that if you want to go to additional program settings, we would open up the menu, or we would just uh, go to settings, accessibility, and then services, and then dshow, and then settings. But here I would open it through the menu. Menu, program settings. Program settings. So, um, what we want to go into is advanced settings. Advanced settings. Advanced set cloud backup. Backup and restore other settings. Menu settings. And from there, notification from Outlook face. Go to menu settings. Power menu settings. Menu settings. Menu set. Use multi-column menu. Checkbox unchecked. So the multi-column menu. This menu is you have a menu with multi-column. It's it's multi-column menu. So that way. Uh, in the right corner of the screen, you'd have items, and in the left corner of the screen, you'd have other items. Sometimes it's useful, sometimes it's not, but for me, I don't use it. Customize the main menu. Customize the main menu. So the main menu, this is the menu that opens up when you just press um, down and right. Down and right. Customize the multi-column menu. We have the multi-column. If we checked... This. Custom. Use multi-column menu. Checkbox unchecked. Um, 
checkbox. If we check that, we could go to customize the multi-column menu. Customize the multi-column menu, and we would customize that. Use the floating menu checkbox unchecked. Uh, floating menu. This menu would be floating, so you could just press. Um, once you um touch a certain corner on the screen, it will just give you the the menu. I don't use it that way. I don't like it that way. But if you want, you can definitely do that. Floating menu settings. We have floating menu settings. Menu settings. And that's it. So let's go to you customize the main menu. Customizing the main menu. G show plus. G show plus. ADD button. Add. That would add any feature that you want to the menu. Default button. Default. Navigation menu. Um. So we have here. Default button. Attention. Click. Attention. Clicking OK will restore the default settings. New notification from WhatsApp. As you see here, so if you clicked the default button, it'll reset the whole settings that we actually have um, set up before. And you would have it as, um, you know, the first time you actually have cancel button. Installed. Yes, sorry, I would press cancel. G Show Plus. ADD default. Navigation menu. List browsing. So here it lists everything that you customized to in, into the, the main menu. So I do have some stuff that I wanted them. We have navigation, navigation menu. menu, list browsing, list browsing, read the whole screen, read the whole screen, voice assistant, voice assistant, extensions, extensions. Now, um, you would have some stuff that are already there, but we will know in a minute how to delete them, how to even um, arrange them with a certain order that you want them to be. So first, let's see how we can add something to the main menu. Um, so here, as I said, we have everything Voice. that we've List already browsing. added or things that the developer has added um, and thought that they would be um, useful to you when you're using the screen reader. Navigate, default button, we ADD button. Go to add. Select. So let's see what we have. Select, no command. No command. Plugins. Plugins. Custom voice commands. Custom voice commands. Tools. Tools. Open an app. Open an app. Um, so if we select a navigation type, for instance, um, press that chosen that select no navigation type. Add it. Select a navigation type. It said add it. Select a navigation type and preview next navigation type. It's already added. We don't need to do anything additional. Cancel button. To select. Just Cancel. Pointing mode. Um, confirm adding this thing. So um, if we backed up from this window. G show plus. List browsing. And we scrolled until the end. Select the navigation type. We can actually see it here. It's added to the, the items that are there. But there's something else that I want to explain to you. Voice read. ADD button. If we press add. Select. Select. Plugins. Custom voice command. Tools. There's something here open an app called open an app. Open an app. Add voice allowed reader. Enter keyword text box. Open an app. Cancel button. So here CSR gives you an amazing feature in which you could add a certain app that you want to add to the menu. Uh, because for instance, you for instance have an app that you open um, most of the times. And things like that so you can add it to simply you can add it to the menu and you can open it through here android qe strike so have you have every single app on your phone so for instance let's go and add call log backup um, restore call settings 
Drive. Drive. Okay. Add it, open an app drive. Add it, open an app drive. So. Select a navigation type. Open an app. If we backed up. Back button. Reset. G-Show. Automatic browsing. Select a navig. Open an app drive. Here it is. So let's see if we can find it in the menu. Menu. Goodreads open an app. We have Goodreads because I've already added that before. Notification. Bottom. Top. Automatic browsing. Select a navigation type. Drive open an app. Drive open an app. Here it is. Send log. Drive open. Select a navigation type. Select navigation type. So, this is the main menu and how to customize it. If you want to delete... More button. Cancel button. G-Show Plus. G-Show Plus. ...item that you don't, you no longer want in the menu. 80. List browsing. What you would do is simply... Read a whole... Voice assistant. Extensions. Um, if you want... Program settings. Instance. Suspend voice feed. Uh, current time. Delete. Curtain. Notification box. Open an app. Goodreads. Um, Bottom. Top. Open an app drive. For instance, so Google Drive. What we want to do is just long click. Move up. Move up. Move down. Move down. Delete. And delete. So move up, it'll move it up. Um, and move down, it'll move it down if you do have something after it. And move up. Delete. 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 Open an app drive. Delete. Open an app drive. Cancel button. And just OK button. Delete it. Delete it. From the menu. So this is simply the main menu. As I said, it works as talkback, just down and right. But there's another magical menu that you definitely will need to use, which is the actions menu. So the actions menu is a really great menu in which you could just do a lot of stuff, especially with copying, pasting, and edit box things. So how you can open the action menu with up and right swipe that way. Action menu. Let's see what we have here. Clean the currently focused text yeah, box. Clean the currently focused edit box. If you want CSR to delete um the whole text box without you know selecting things and stuff, um we, we currently don't have this in Talkback, but uh, what we can do with it is just select all and then delete. It'll delete the whole thing. Selection menu. Selection menu. We explained this in the copying and pasting, as I said. It gives you every single word, for instance, that uh, as a checkbox, and you can check what you want and then copy it. Copy. We have copy. Append copy. Append copy. Paste. Paste. Um, they pretty much work the same way, copy and paste, as we actually explained um, in the second episode, I think it was. Clipboard menu. We have the clipboard menu. This would have everything that you copied, even if you restart your phone. And there's a really cool thing in CSR as well that you can call, um, you can back the clipboard texts into the cloud. So once you reset your phone or um, reinstall CSR, you could get those back, which is great in my opinion. Favorites. Favorites. Um, you can add things to favorites, like texts and things like that. Um... And it's a menu. Split editing. Split editing. So split editing is a really cool feature in which you could just, if you have a text that you want to edit, it'll open it to you as an edit box and you can just edit it that way. Advanced text copying. Advanced text copying. Um, so as I mentioned in the first episode that it's um, a premium feature, what you can do with that is um, copy the whole screen if you want and um, do some other stuff with that. We will actually explain that um, in the next upcoming episodes. Advanced settings button. 
we have advanced settings. Um, so advanced settings is pretty much the same one that we did see. Um, it has the menu settings, the um, timer settings, and we will know about the timer in this episode, actually. It's, it's pretty great. Cancel button. And then we have cancel. Input method button unavailable. Input methods. Um, this is only available in the uh, premium as well. This would, uh, you know, if you are in edit box and you want to change on the input method, like you don't, you want to use uh, another keyboard and things like that, um, you could change it through here. Cancel button. So, plus. This is pretty much the actions menu. So now we will go and explain what is the timer, since we actually have gone into the um, advanced settings. Advanced settings. Advanced settings. Advanced. Voice assistant settings. Um, the voice assistant, we actually explained that in the upcoming episodes. Um, it's it's a pretty cool voice assistant that CSR has that you can use it for voice commands and things like that. You could just let it know, okay, um, suspend voice uh, feedback and things like that. It works pretty well. OCR settings. OCR, but as I said, OCR is only available for premium users. Timer settings. Timer settings. That's what I want. So we'd go here. Timer settings. Navigate. Timer settings. Announce the time. Checkbox unchecked. Announce the specified time. Announce the time. If you want the timer to work, first thing, we need to check this checkbox. Um, that would make CSR announce the time. Checked. So we check it. Alarm interval. Alarm. Alarm start time. Interval. Alarm interval. Alarm interval. This is um, what you want. I mean, the 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 space between every single announcement. So, um, the interval would be thirty minutes between. Um, you know, if you want to, just thirty minutes between every single time announcement. So, alarm here, interval. Alarm interval. Every five minutes unchecked. It'll you would tell them every five minutes. Every ten minutes unchecked. Um, it'll announce every ten minutes. Every fifteen minutes unchecked. It'll announce the time every fifteen minutes. Every thirty minutes checked. And so on. So I will every 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 five minutes unchecked. Check every five timer settings. Instance. Alarm start time. Alarm alarm start time. So, um, if you want CSR to start announcing the time from since certain time, like um, you wake at six a.m. and you just sleep at ten, so you don't want CSR to announce the time after that until you wake up the next day at six a.m. So here you would just specify if you want CSR to speak the time start announcing since what time exactly in the day, uh, just because actually. Timer takes a little bit more of the battery, um, and sometimes I don't use it because of that. So yeah, I mean, if you want to customize that, it's possible. Alarm start time. Alarm start zero checked. One unchecked. So zero it means that it's just gonna start the whole week. Two unchecked. The whole day. Three unchecked. Four unchecked. Um, five unchecked. Here CSR works with uh twenty four hours thing, so it just it needs to, you know, you need. To work with that, 24, 23, 22, and so on. So I'll leave it at zero. Back button. Timer settings. Timer sound prompt. Checkbox checked. Timer sound prompt. Um, what does that mean is that CSR, besides announcing the time and speaking, it'll also make sound. So I'll leave it that way, yes. Timer vibration prompt. Checkbox unchecked. Um, it'll vibrate, but I don't want that if you want it to vibrate while announcing. Reminder interval. Reminder interval. 
Um, so if you want the timer to remind you, I mean, if like you want when it comes to 10, 10, 15, 10, oh, I want it to remind me that it's past 10, 15 or it's before 10, 15, it'll just remind me. Timer speech prompt checkbox unchecked. Uh, prompt, it means that CSR would speak. Yes, we want Checked. that. Alarm and time. Alarm start time. Um, so here we have alarm start time and alarm and alarm time. Alarm and time. Um, so as I mentioned before, it's pretty much the same. Alarm and an alarm start. Time. Manage timer. So timer sound prompt checkbox checked. Manage timer. Manage timer. Timer tags manager. And timer tags. So about timer tags, I still didn't understand the concept of it. Um, I've already emailed the developer, but he hasn't gotten back to me. And we are still actually trying to make sure how that could be possible. Also, we cannot have um, 12 hours announcements. It, can, it can't just tell you 1 a.m. and 1 p.m. Uh, when it comes to 1 p.m., it'll tell you just it's, it's 13 hours. Um, still, we want that. I do want that so much because I love 12 hours um, clock. I, I don't use the 24 hours clock a lot, but some people who use it actually. So it's there, but I'm still waiting for the 12 hours thing. So we're going to back just uh, to make CSR confirm what we did. Back button, advanced settings. And it's supposed to actually make sound. 8.48 p.m. Um, after two minutes, so um, we will wait until it announces the time. While we're doing that, I just want to tell you that um, CSR updates are usually every single month, unless there's um, a certain bug that's happened, so it's just um, an update that needs to be updated. As I really recommend that you update CSR um, as you know any update releases, because most of the times there are new features, and if there's no update, it means that there are no bugs or even no, um, you know, no actually new features that need to come out to CSR. And most of the time, the um, developer is trying to add new features and to listen to what users are saying. So, yeah, it's still, it's, it's a good thing that developer, the developer actually is doing a lot of work. 2050. So here it is. It said 2050. So this is the timer. Simply, it just says 2050. And by the way, you can change the sound of the timer. And we will talk about that in the next episode. Because next episode, we'll talk all about... Uh, so it's split in two parts. We'll talk about web browsing with CSR. And we will talk about feedback and sound themes. And how to download sound themes from the cloud. Because... I know a lot of people like to use different sound themes, which isn't um, an available option in TalkBack. So, yeah, this simply was episode four of CSR's Basics. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you do actually have any questions, do feel free to reach out to me or to the whole podcast at contact us at blindandreadjudges.com. And I hope you enjoyed this one. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.
Thanks, Mariam. And commentary is becoming increasingly popular on our email list and Telegram group, as you know. Uh, thanks in no small part to you and your excellent series of demos. Keep them coming. And now to conclude the episode, we have the My Android Journey section. And this week, uh, as already trailed, and you've heard from more already, but it comes to us from uh, the creator of Live Accessible, Kerry Morales. Kerry. Hey, thanks, Ed. So, wow, my Android journey has been quite interesting. Um, I, first of all, um, I did not even want to have a smartphone. I think that there's actually a lot of us out there who definitely didn't want a smartphone, but uh, I remember all these phones were coming out. My brother got a smartphone. Even my dad had an iPhone and they were showing it off to me and the family and everybody. And I just looked at it and I'm like, okay, can do all these cool things. That's fine. But what do I need a phone for? Uh, what do I need a smartphone for? Uh, you have to pay extra for data. You have to, I, I did not know, or on the Android side, until 4.2.2, you couldn't use magnification. And I didn't want to use a screen reader at that time. And um, I didn't want to get a smartphone. And I thought, what do I need a phone for? For calling, for messaging. And also, I had a phone that had buttons. And it had, uh, it was a one of those ones that you could slide out the keyboard. And I loved my phone. <laughs> I, I, all through high school, I used to type so fast under the table in my bag or in my purse, you know, when we're not supposed to have our cell phones or anything. And I could type so fast and I knew how to navigate that without even looking at the phone. And so I would be texting, I'd be doing all these things. And I'm like, if I have a touch screen, how am I going to do that? Ah, uh-huh, Carrie, even you <laughs> doing that kind of thing, huh? Hiding that phone under the table. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, everybody did that. (laughs) Oh, my. Anyway, I ended up doing my own research on YouTube. And you know how YouTube can be. Uh, You get sucked into a rabbit hole and you start looking at video after video after video. And then I just got trapped in this, like, Android universe of all these smartphones and comparisons of different phones and what you could do. My sister at the time, she's also visually impaired like me, and she um, she had an iPhone 4 and they had Zoom on there. But the my frustration with the Zoom on iPhone is that, especially at that time with an iPhone 4, it had like, I don't know, a four inch screen or something. And you had to use three fingers and you had to do a three finger double tap to zoom in and to move around the screen, you had to pan around with three fingers. And so my frustration was, this is such a small screen and I'm going to use three fingers to block the screen to move around. And this is, this is silly. (laughs) And then I found a video, I think it must have been Sam from the blind life. um, And explaining how to use the magnification on Android. And I was like, wow, okay, you only need one finger or at the most two fingers. And they had bigger screens. And that was very exciting. Um, At the time, iPhones had LCD screens. 
And I mean, it wasn't until what iPhone 10 that they moved over to OLED. Um, and so for me, I wanted the bigger screen and I wanted an OLED screen. Um, it's just so much more contrast. It pops more, the colors pop more. And then if it's black, the actual light is of that pixel is off completely. And it was just a lot easier to see. My mom, uh, a little while ago had bought a tablet and it was running four point, Android 4.1 and it did not have the magnification gestures and I wanted to throw that thing out the window because <laughs> TalkMac, I, I didn't like it uh, at that time. Um, I probably didn't know how to use it very well um, and just the fact that even if you crank up the font size, it, it just was not the best experience. And it was just a very cheap tablet that didn't have a good screen either. So we went to Best Buy. And so I just started traveling around the tables, picking up all the phones, you know, back before COVID, long before COVID, where you could actually touch things and pick things up and try them. Um, I, and I found the Samsung area. And so I just started picking up all the phones and trying them out. And I was, I fell in love with the Samsung Galaxy S4. And actually, I believe that was my first Best Buy credit card. <laughs> like my first actual credit card that was in, in my name. Um, and so I, I jumped on it and I got the S4. And ever since then, I just absolutely fell in love with Android, um, all the customization, everything that you could do with it. I could change so many things and there were so many apps that could allow you to make shortcuts. And even if it wasn't built into the system, I just, um, you could find a way to do it. If you could think and imagine something on Android, there's probably an app for it. So <laughs> Um, I really fell in love with that. And then I moved over to the Samsung Note 4 and it had a stylus. It had quite, you know, a lot of features and it was one of their top of the line products. And I was so excited because it had a much bigger screen. It was one of the biggest screens in the market. And so as a low vision user, I was like, yes, I love this thing. Um, but then I started watching more YouTube, of course, and I started getting frustrated with Samsung. There's so many features and I really love Samsung. I started getting frustrated with Samsung and it had all these features, which were great. But at the same time, a lot of those features did not work together. And then every time I wanted to turn on one of the features that it had, like uh, some gestures that you could do uh, in the air or something, um, it would turn off magnification or it couldn't work with voice assistant or talk back. And I'm like, well, what is this? <laughs> and so I ended up doing more research and um, I now um, am much happier with Pixel devices. I mean, I'm not saying that Samsung devices are bad. Uh, I know a lot of people with Samsung devices, but I am just really happy with Pixel and how 
you know, seamless it is, how efficient and how just it's stock Android. You get all the updates as soon as they happen and you just get all those new features that Google decides to give Pixel users. So that is my Android journey in a nutshell. And um, now I am doing videos on YouTube. A lot of them are about Android and uh, I have a talkback series on there. It's mostly, my channel is called Live Accessible. It's mostly geared for uh, low vision or visually impaired users out there, but also, you know, I do have quite a few people who are totally blind who follow me. And we have, I have about over 5,000 subscribers now, and it's very exciting. I love sharing about technology, assistive technology, just technology in general, but also just anything about, you know, blindness or visually impaired related in the community and just um, encouraging others to live the life they want. That is wonderful, Carrie. But you know what? You need to tell your sister to come to the right side of things. You know? Oh, she has. She has now. <laughs> but she's on Samsung, which is just good. It's fine. <laughs> but she, she, like me, she's visually impaired. So we just love the a lot of the android um oled screens and how big they are now <laughs> apple has started to to follow suit you know they they end up trailing behind but but still we, we like the customization and that you can change so many of the features on android Great. Yeah. You did a naughty thing though this week, didn't you, Kerry? Don't <laughs> confess to listeners. That was. Uh, confession time. Okay. Don't confess Kerry. to our listeners. <laughs> Come on, you'll feel, you'll feel better. It, it'll it'll cleanse the soul. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Kerry, come okay, to the so, father, and now you need to confess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am a die-hard Android user okay but because of the fact that i am a creator and i do have a lot in my community that use ios um and i mean i do know how the basics of ios and since my husband uh decided to get a new iphone he graciously gave me <clears throat> i took it um his old iphone 10 and <laughs> This past week, I did a very hilarious live stream where I set up my iOS, my new iOS device for the first time. It did not go super smoothly, <laughs> but I did have um, quite a few people come on board um, on StreamYard with me and uh, they were supposed to help me, but they ended up laughing at me. <laughs> and um, encouraged, some of them encouraged me to throw the iOS device out the window. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I mean, I, I want to have both, but I, I can never see um, a world where I will be, you know, just using an iOS device. It's going to be my second device. And like more of a backup one and one that I just want to know how to use. And honestly, to be honest, the um, when did I do that stream? Like two days ago, I, think I believe. A couple of days ago, yeah. And 
I, I still cannot log into to my Apple ID and I cannot download any apps <laughs> and I haven't tried. <laughs> And it's just sitting on my night table and I don't think I've picked it up and I'm I'm not sure if it is even still has charge. You have been well, justified. Well, you've shown, you've shown great, great bravery and honesty <laughs> confessing in front of millions of users. And I think, Warren, can, can we absolve her? Austin, uh, she, can we absolve Kerry? You know, that been... was the... That was... <laughs> That was the most entertaining stream ever. At the end, I thought the I thought <laughs> I thought the iPhone was going to fly out of the window. Oh my! And at the end of the at the end of the stream, I really thought that. Oh well, yes, Carrie, you have been justified. Okay. So. <laughs> No guilt. You impute that guilt into me, and I'll, I'll impute the righteousness of Android. Well, thank you. I have to redeem myself somehow. It's, it's very oh, wow. interesting, though. The reception I got was a lot of laughter, but also there were Android users like, I'll never touch an iOS device. And then the iOS users saying, oh, oh you finally joined the iOS team. And I'm like, neither of those are. Ah, oh, where's Yannick? I want to hear Dampanier, you know? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Wow. Excellent. Thanks very much, Kerry. Austin, can you close us out and tell us how people can find us? Yeah, so to find us out, people can visit our website. That is blindandroidusers.com. If you have any questions, you want uh, some categories to be covered of apps, some more categories to be added, then you can send us an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending in an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join us on Telegram and Twitter. The links will be in the show notes. And you can now join us on Clubhouse. Even that information will be in the show notes. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are nearing 150 subscribers. In that, This is, uh, I think, just over a month. So we're nearing 150 subscribers. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Well, thank you to all of you for inviting me on here. It was definitely a lot of fun. And, you know, if, if anybody does want to check out my channel, it's just Live Accessible. Uh, you can check it out on YouTube. I'm also um, on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse, and TikTok uh, at Live Accessible. So thanks, Warren, Ed, and Austin. And we'll have the links in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. will be in the thanks, show notes everyone. as well. Thank you so much, guys. Have that wonderful day. I hope you're enjoying the sunshine out there if you're living somewhere where it's still shining, that is. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.